The book of Acts has no conclusion because God was hiding something. Learn why God concealed the shocking identity of the lost ten tribes of Israel when Acts was written and revealed this awesome truth in this end time instead. Next, on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. There is a psalm, chapter 33, verse 15, where it says that God alone made our minds. Now, we do have a God-type mind, and God made that mind. He created us. We don't often use that mind the way God uses His, and that gets us into a lot of trouble. Very evil men use their minds to imprison the Apostle Paul, and eventually martyred him or killed him because of his message that he was proclaiming for God. Something is terribly wrong with the minds of men. If you look at the false education today, people close their minds to God and what He has to tell them, and they don't deal with the cause of problems, they deal with the effects. And they are not educated in the, uh, well, the, the, the basic truths of God, which are the foundation of uh, a good and, and wonderful world. If you look at all the prophecies that God has made about different nations, Babylon, Tyre, Sidon, Ashkelon, uh, Ekron, Egypt, Assyria, Chaldea, Persia, Greece, and Rome, all of those nations and empires were prophesied to happen, just, and, and it happened exactly as God said it would. And you can prove that. It's not that difficult to prove that that is the case. I have talked to you recently about three books in the New Testament that have no conclusions or no amen, which signifies the end of the chapter, and I've talked about two of them the last two weeks, and I want to talk to you about the final one, which I think is the most important one of all, and that is the book of Acts. I want to talk to you about the why there is no conclusion there yet. There's, it's still going to come, but after Jesus Christ returns. Paul was bound in chain, he said, for proclaiming the hope of Israel. They did that to him because of the hope of Israel. Notice Acts 28 and verse 20, For this cause, therefore, have I called for you to see you and to speak with you, because that for the hope of Israel I, I am bound with this chain. And they said unto him, these people, the supporters that were there, we neither received letter out of Judea concerning thee, neither any of the brethren that came showed or spoke any harm of you, but we desire to hear of you what you think. For as concerning this sect, we know that everywhere it is spoken against. Now, these were people were there in Rome, and uh, these people are telling you they, that Peter was never there, really, in Rome. 
because this message hadn't gotten there at all, and certainly Peter would have delivered it. But anyhow, Paul went ahead and uh, he, they, they gave him the opportunity to uh, receive people and teach them while he was in jail or prison. That, of course, was really given to him by God. But anyhow, Paul said, well, some of them believed and some of them didn't. And he, he said that, uh, he, that he did talk to them about the prophet Isaiah, and here's what he wrote, verse 26, saying, Go into this people and say, Hearing you shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see and not perceive. Verse 27, For the heart of this people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them." This is what God doesn't want of us. He wants us to hear and not close our minds, or not have dull minds, but be able to, with all of our being, listen to God and heed what He says, but most people don't. They've just closed their minds. That's the way it is in this world, and it can be dangerous at times for those who even deliver the message. Notice verse 30, And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house, and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God, and teaching those things which concern the eternal Jesus Christ, with all confidence, no man forbidding him. So Paul still had a great work, but it ends here without a conclusion. Why is that? Well, one of my fellow ministers years ago said it probably was because Paul had died two years before, and maybe that was they didn't want to tell the people, but that's not the case at all. Why? God says precious in the sight of God is the death of His saints. If you look at Acts 9 and verse 15, we'll turn there in a moment, but the third part of Paul's commission, his own commission, had not yet even started, and they concluded this book. Now later on, it's going to be concluded at the end of Acts. But why did God just conclude it this way? Why? Well, part of it was he was going to the, the lost tribes of Israel, and God didn't want to reveal very much about where they were at that time. But he, was, he had a time where he was going to do it. Notice Acts 9 and verse 15, But the Eternal said unto him, Go your way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. So he had to finally there on the end return to Israel. God didn't want to reveal everything about Israel at that time, uh, only uh, well, he, because he had a better time where he was going to explain about Israel and who they were, and especially in the end time, at the time of the birthright blessings to Israel, America and Britain primarily, and uh, 
that's when God wanted to draw the picture about who Israel was and where they were and what God expected of them and punished them for not doing. If you look at uh, something where, that we is very basic in the Scriptures, Daniel wrote to the Jews, but when he wrote to them, he was already enslaved. So his, his message weren't for those people then. If you look at Daniel 12, verses 4 and 9, God says there that Daniel is only for this end time and no other time. Now that's a strong statement. They didn't have the printing press and everything like that to get a message out, and God wanted to get this message out and make it thorough and, and give this message about Israel at the very end when Israel received the birthright and Judah was a scepter nation. But I want to read you something here that was written in the book, The United States and Britain in Prophecy. The greatest mystery book of the entire Bible to most has been the book of Revelation, but the book of Daniel is the key to the book of Revelation. And in this book of Revelation, solely and alone do we find the world events of all prophecies correlated in order of time sequence. The book of Revelation then holds the key for putting together all of the prophecies in proper time order. And Revelation 2 was a closed and sealed book until our time now. Well, what about that? Now, I have a book I've written on Daniel Unlocks Revelation. So, if you look at the book of Revelation, you have to realize well, Daniel is only for the end time, and Daniel unlocked the book of Revelation. So that means the, the book of Revelation is for this time that we're living in right now, this very time we're living in. Well, those two books, Daniel and Revelation, are at the very heart of Bible prophecy. And here God says all of it is for right now. And even in this end time, 90% of all the Bible prophecy is for this end time. And this message is about the hope of Israel. This is about the hope of the world. And Paul was put in jail several times and then martyred and killed at the end of his work. But again, if you Focus on the, the book of Revelation. I mean, there's just no picture like that. And God didn't want to get into all of this at the time of the Apostle Paul. He wanted to do it here at the very end, and, but Paul thought he was living in the end time and had to learn before his death that he wasn't. So there is a greater picture here at the end time. And as I said, 90% of the prophecy is for this end time. That's when God really wants to give us all of the revelation of God, all of it to be revealed to us, that is supposed to, in all that's in the Bible. It's right there for us. 
And of course, God uses that to get us ready for the wonderful world tomorrow. And we're going to help Jesus Christ if we do our job. We're going to help Him by sharing David's throne with Him and teach the world the hope of Israel. And all mankind is going to become Israel. All mankind that's ever lived are going to become Israel if they obey God. But you can see why at this end time we can give a witness to the world like no other time on this earth. When you think about the, the unbelievably great technology we have and can just get our message around the world very easily at this time. The United States and Britain in Prophecy explains about the twelve tribes and about three tribes that are primarily in God's focus today, and that is the birthright nations, America and Britain, and the scepter nation, the little Jewish state. And God is certainly has a certain amount of anger against these three nations because they haven't gotten His message out there or been the example that He wanted them to be. They have, not, they have not done that. So God has this instruction here in the end time. Here's another quote from Herbert W. Armstrong in his book, The United States and Britain in Prophecy. He says here, But the all-important master key has been found. That key is the knowledge of the astonishing identity of the American and British peoples, as well as the German, in biblical prophecies. This very eye-opening, astounding identity is the strongest proof of the inspiration and authority of the Holy Bible. It is at the same time the strongest proof of the very active existence of the living God. It's the greatest single proof of the existence of God and of the inspiration and the authority of the Bible. Quite a statement, but it's absolutely true. Nobody else did this. It's in his book, The United States and Britain in Prophecy, and it explains all of this to you, and God revealed it to him. And that's why he was able to write that book. And he certainly gave God credit for it because God inspired him to do just that. But here we are in the latter days, and this is the master key. If we're going to open up the Bible, we're going to have to know who Israel is and where they are. And that, this book will explain all that to you. We have mailed over six million books of these books, and it has really and truly built God's work over the years. But we have now, you see again, we have great printing and we can use, and, and also uh, terrific transportation all over the world. And it's much easier to get our message out to the world than it was at Paul's time, of course. So Mr. Armstrong goes on to talk about this uh, Bible, one-third of the Bible being uh, devoted to prophecy, and he says it pertains to our time, and, and he said, uh, he, he said if, you, if you understand who Israel is 
It brings the Bible alive, and it moves and stirs you as nothing else could. One-third of the Bible is prophecy, and people in this world hardly understand anything about prophecy. It shouldn't be that way, but the man that taught that died in 1986, and uh, I'll tell you, we just have to know who those nations are if we're going to understand Bible prophecy. There was this same man came, Matthew 17, verses 10 and 11, he said, And his disciples asked him, saying, Why then say the scribes that Elijah must first come? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Elijah truly shall first come and restore all things. Verse 28 of chapter 16, and he says this is a vision of his coming. He's not coming here, but there's a man that comes before his second coming. And he restores all things. All things. Well, now, that's all of God's truth. It was all lost. And who, who believes that? But it's what your Bible says, it's what Christ Himself said. This is all to happen in this end time. You see, God wanted this to be at the conclusion, to be the conclusion of Acts, let's say. Uh, or the, the conclusion most people would have wanted. It is for this end time, but that uh, Paul will still have his uh, third journey uh, at the end of Acts before this is all over. Yeah, certainly it will be done in the time of Jesus Christ, and he's uh, at the door knocking because he's about to return. Mr. Armstrong also wrote a book on Mystery of the Ages, which is really just the gist of the Bible. It's a synopsis of the whole Bible. It explains what the Bible is all about, and explains it so you can understand it. God wanted this book written in this end time. And Mr. Armstrong even said he felt like he didn't even, didn't even write it at all. It was just poured into his mind, and, and he just copied the words that God gave him. He was just like he was almost like they were funneled into his mind. He knew that God gave him that truth. But again, God wants us to focus on end time, the end time, and get the picture of this end time and what's happening. That gives you the whole story. And God wants everything to get out there in this end time. That's why 90% of the prophecy in the Bible is for today. And yet, you almost hear nothing about it in this world. Where do you hear very much about prophecy? And yet, this is the very education that God is going to use to, to uh, prepare His first fruits in this end time to rule with Jesus Christ on David's throne. Amazing truth. If you look at all of the birthright blessings that America and Britain have had. They are the two nations that received those birthright blessings, not the little nation in the Middle East, the Jewish state. But they have the scepter promise. A Jew will be sitting on David's throne from the time of David all the way down to the Second Coming. And at the same time, 
That same time, we're going to be having the birthright blessings and have them taken away if we don't heed God's warning message. He wants to bless us. Remember, this country started with 13 little states, small little nation. Britain was the same way. And yet, just after 1800s began, Britain became the greatest empire ever on this earth, ever. And America became the greatest nation ever on this earth. When God tells you about all these prophecies of little nations in the Bible, would He not talk about Britain and America in this end time? Of course He would. Common sense should tell us that, really. I mean, they, at one time they had almost two-thirds of the world's wealth and resources. How did that happen? Well, you can, you can read in uh, Genesis 35, verse 11, about a nation and a company of nations. He's talking about America and Britain. That's all explained in uh, the uh, United States and Britain in prophecy. Mr. Armstrong wrote, a company or a commonwealth of nations joined together not by legal government, but solely by the throne of David. Well, how about that? That throne of David brought the empire together, the great British Empire. David's throne brought it together. But do you know today they have lost that throne? And there's another throne that was given to someone else in 2017, January 16th, at that time, God promised that there would always be some, some man or some king or queen sitting on David's throne all the way down to His Second Coming from the time of David. That's a wonderful truth, and you need to write for my booklet on the new throne of David. It really is uh, a wonderful, inspiring book. I will just I might just mention this to you. Uh, if you want to know why Israel is lost and they don't know who they are, well, I, I'm going to give I'll give you a book that'll tell you, and it will probably shock you. Why did they they be, uh, become a lost ten tribes? Well, we have a booklet on. Uh, which day is the Christian Sabbath, and it will explain all of that to you. And I believe you'll be stunned by what it says. Verse 22 of Luke 21, though, says this, For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. All things are going to be fulfilled in this end time. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck, and so on, if they don't heed what God says. There's going to be all kinds of miracles that God is going to perform, all of it leading up to His second coming, which is at the door. Two or three scriptures tell you that, right in your own Bible, that it's, it is that close. All this trouble that's around us is just the, we're, the world is just filled with weapons of mass destruction. How are we going to get out of this? Only God can get us out of it. All things that are written are going to be fulfilled. Ninety percent of all prophecy 
All of this has to be fulfilled. We need to get the very full picture so God will have all of this education ready to teach the whole world and have a nation of righteous people to support Him as the first fruits. And that will be a wonderful, wonderful time. This is the hope, and it's the reality. It's the hope of Israel and all the world. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. The book of Acts has no conclusion because God was hiding something. Learn why God concealed the shocking identity of the lost ten tribes of Israel when Acts was written and revealed this awesome truth in this end time instead. The modern descendants of ancient Israel don't know who they are. How do hundreds of millions of people lose track of their own identity? What a tragedy! Request our free booklet, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? to learn how God's Sabbath day is an identifying sign of His people. If keeping the Sabbath identifies people, does refusing to keep it make people lost, so that even they themselves forget where they came from? Prove that Sabbath breaking was the main reason why the ten tribes of Israel became enslaved and lost. Learn who made and established the Sabbath day. Understand why the Sabbath should be observed not just by Jews and Israelites, but by all mankind. Discover the purpose and blessings of keeping God's Sabbath day holy. Your Bible says answering the Sabbath question is a matter of eternal life and death. Answer it by studying which day is the Christian Sabbath. Also request our free booklet, The Wonderful World Tomorrow, What It Will Be Like. A new and better world is coming. It is sure, the world's only sure hope. This advanced good news of tomorrow is as certain as the rising of tomorrow's sun. Humanity won't bring it about. It is going to be done to us. Humanity is going to be forced to be happy, to enjoy world peace, to see universal abundance and joy fill the earth. Study the wonderful world tomorrow, what it will be like, to understand how God's Sabbath day is a tiny type of this coming utopia. You'll also receive a copy of our reprint article, Where Did Christ's Apostles Go? Now is the time that God has chosen to reveal Israel's true identity. Most historians and scholars lose track of the Israelite migration after their enslavement to Assyria, but you can know where they went and where they are today. Eight centuries after the Assyrian captivity, Jesus Christ was rejected by the Jews, so He turned to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. This statement by Christ Himself shows that the Jews and the Israelites are two different groups of people, and that Christ knew exactly where the Israelites went. Everyone knows where the Jews are located today, but where is modern Israel? You can know by studying where Christ's twelve original apostles traveled. All our literature is available free of charge, at no cost or obligation to you. Request Which Day is the Christian Sabbath, The Wonderful World Tomorrow, What It Will Be Like, and Where Did Christ's Apostles Go? Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 
All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Which Day is the Christian Sabbath, The Wonderful World Tomorrow, What It Will Be Like, and Where Did Christ's Apostles Go? Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.